Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It is, it is actually 8 o'clock. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Monday edition of Swinging from the Hip. I'm just going back to my script. Where's it gone? There it is. <laughs> it's our first one on a Monday night. Um, and we were hoping to be able to get um, some of our uh, guests back by moving it to Monday night, and we've succeeded. And we've got Sherubin. Welcome, Sherubin. How you doing? Very good. Very good. Lovely to see you. Uh, it's good to have you back on. It's like uh, good that uh, Monday nights work for the coaches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up, on, coming up on our Monday night show tonight, we look go back and look at what's been happening in the IPL this week. We have a quick look at the Plunkett Shield, um, which kicked off today. Uh, we'll have a chat to our guest um, about how preseason is going in club cricket. Um, and we'll look at the career of J.R. Reid, who sadly passed away this um, week that's just gone uh but back to normal transmission so we'll kick it in the guts with a bit of uh historical events uh in this week in cricket and we go to the 14th of october in 1953 the birth of the first colored man to play for england ronald butcher he was born in barbados <laughs> but came to england at 14 and after success with middlesex he was caught up for the prudential Trophy match against Australia at Edgbaston in 1980. So that was a bit of a hit before its time, so to speak. And uh, hello to Simon there in the, in one of the YouTube chat rooms there. Um, in 1989, the fourth one-day hat-trick. West Indies looked to be cruising to victory over Pakistan and Sharjah when Wazim Akram clean-bowled Jeff Dujon, Malcolm Marshall and Kirtley Ambrose with consecutive deliveries. Pakistan eventually squeezed home by 11 runs. <laughs> I don't remember it, but sounds like it would have been a good one. <laughs> For sure. Uh, 2005, the ICC Super Test in Sydney. And I do remember this vaguely. Um, and I don't know if they've had, they had one more after that. But anyway, so this was the Super Test, the first one in Sydney between leading team Australia, who was the number one team at the at the time, even though they didn't really have rankings at that time, they Australia was still considered number one. And a star-studded World Eleven wasn't a particular uh, wasn't a spectacular success to say the least. Australia took four days 
out of a scheduled six, it was supposed to be a six-day test to wrap up a 210-run victory. Now, that oh. side, the internationals included Rahul Dravid, Brian Lara, Mutaya Malarithran, Lex Binners, uh, Stuart McGill and Shane Warne basically accounted for 15 of the 20 World, world Eleven wickets. McGill trumping his fitted partner with nine. And the World, world that, Eleven, the world Eleven were bowled out for 190 and 144. Did they play that in Sydney? It was in Sydney. That's right. Yeah. So in that, around that time, Sydney was renowned as a, as a uh, turning wicket. And I, I remember Alan Border in a, won a test for Australia against the West Indies with this very average left-arm tweakers. Yeah. <laughs> and he got, I think he got nine or ten wickets in the match, which is it's, it's interesting. Of. It's interesting. You sort of say, as you say, back then, Sydney was a turner. Mm. You'd go from Boxing right. Day, the match at Melbourne, and then it's like, oh, the yeah. – the, the New Year's Day test in, in um, Sydney and it's going to be on a turning pitch. Mm. And and that, that myth still continues to today, doesn't it? You, you know, mm. like, we're going to Sydney, oh, I'll have to pick spinners. It's like, when was the nah. last time Sydney really turned? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the thing is, I think Shane Warne, he, he, he changed so many of those views, Ashwin, in terms of, mm. you know, he actually did well in Brisbane, for instance, where it bounces. Bounces, yeah. Know? Yeah, yep. and there's a bit of a breeze. And even in Perth, again, with the bounce, um, and the Fremantle doctor was this thing because um, uh, Warney drifted it in so much. And then if you can bounce it, he always liked bounce more than turn because he said that was going to be his, his thing. I mean, you know? as, a, as a batsman, you, I mean, like, you know, obviously at a very l lower level, but e even yeah. with when a spinner's turning it, you can sort of start to get used to the turn mm. of the ball. One thing you just can't get used to is bounce mm. and trying to control something that might just pop up a bit more than expected and That's trying right. to get over the top of it. It's always so hard. Even the sort yeah. of reading spin you can do, but bounce you can, yeah, yeah harder yeah. to control. Completely agree, especially on a good length. If you can land it consistently on a good length, do you go back, do you go forward? It's just all these caught in between. You know? Yeah. That's it. So, moving on to the 15th of October in 1990, the cricket world received its first introduction to the deadliest old ball partnership of them all. Who's that going to yeah. be? Oh, I'd, I'd go for Waka and Wazim. That, that's it. It is them. Waka <laughs> and Wazim. She had a 10 wickets in a, in a test for the first time, taking 15 in all as Pakistan thrashed New Zealand by an innings and 43 runs in Karachi. If 11 of the 15 were LBW or bold, it started a run in which Wazim and Waka took 10 or more wickets between them and 18 of the 24 tests they played in together between 1990 and 1994. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Amazing stat. It, it's funny. I mean, I remember like a, a, a test match in, um, Hamil in Hamilton. And, and and we needed something like about 90 runs to win the yes, test. I remember and, that too. And Waka Yunus just basically skilled us. Oh. And as a New Zealand fan, on one hand, it's like, oh, but, you know, to, to lose the test match. But, but to watch Wazim um, and Waka bowl was just, it was great. I mean, even, even though you, you're playing against them and against mm. your team sort of thing. Mm. But no, good news. That, yep. Yeah, complete, yeah. complete awe. You know, complete awe for me. I, I, I remember that 
vividly. Uh, I, I reckon Taz probably remembers it a uh, bit better than you and me, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> What's that then? What's that? <laughs> Oh, it was actually a really good test match. <laughs> yeah. I remember Swindoll actually picked up quite a lot of wickets too um, yes. with his, his, his uh, swing bowling. Yeah, in-swing, out-swing, yes. Yeah. Mm. But moving on to better news for New Zealand, on the same day in the year 2000, a historic day for New Zealand in Nairobi, and they beat India by oh, yeah. four wickets in the final of the ICC knockout trophy. Oh. That was the first, and sadly only, Victory in an international competition for New Zealand. Um, mm. This this is this is the part that cracks me up about that win. The, the hero, the hero was Chris Kens, mm. <laughs> who defied a dodgy knee. It, it seems like New Zealand has to have a player with a dodgy knee in a major tournament. <laughs> <laughs> who defied a dodgy knee to hit a brilliant and unbeaten 102 as the key, as mm. New Zealand reached the target of 265 with two balls to spare. Mm. Yeah, yeah, amazing game. Amazing game. I suppose being a pessimistic Kiwi, you always felt that you were never going to win the game, though, mm. until yeah, we got completely. the last run sort of thing. Yeah, completely. And especially the way I remember, I think it was Tendulka and um, Tendulka and Ganguly opened, and they were going great guns. And Chris Keynes came on to bowl, and because he had a dodgy knee, he kept bowling like slower balls and these guys you know everyone else was bowling trying to get them out and they were just sitting there smashing it and he bowled if i'm not mistaken i remember he bowled a maiden chris Kitts with slower balls because he could because he couldn't do anything else because of his knee you know and then that just stuffed them up a bit and then suddenly you know after being 80 for no loss in nine overs or something they got to only 260, which, which to me should have never happened. It should have yep. got far more, which would have been yeah, game over. Plus. Yep. Yeah, and game over. But, um, yeah, and then we just batted out of our skins, and especially Chris Kens. Oh, Chris Kens. I mean, at the it, peak of his powers, you know, just he almost didn't do that enough in his career for me because he was such, a, such an incredible player. Oh, look, at, you know, we've had quite a few, and Chris Keynes fits in this mold of guys that were just so much mm. better with the bat than what they actually delivered. The bowling, mm. that you know, Chris Keynes bowling, sure, you know, he was, he was, um, he was never the opener. He was obviously third and fourth mm. coming in, and he and he mm. did his job in this and really well as that sort of coming in, following up the all opening rounder. bowlers and that right all rounder. Yeah. But the batting, he just felt he had more that he could have sort of ah, given completely. I'll, I'll, I'll share with you, uh, I was at the Basin Reserve, Australia, New Zealand, Brettley, Shane Warne versus Chris Cairns. And I'll never forget it. Chris Cairns was smashing both Brettley and Shane Warne. And one particular shot off Shane Warne, he was standing, you know, straight up and the ball was outside his leg. He turned around and he almost straight drove it through through square leg for six. It was like an unbelievable shot. And for Brett Lee, he was just short, you know, short back lift and just trying to get bet on it pretty much. But if you get bet on it, it's gone. You know, the, um, the far the, the faster it comes faster, to you, the faster it goes. Right. <laughs> that's right. And just complete control of the bat face, you know. And yep. oh, look, I I think. I think Chris Cairns, um, I don't know. I mean, sometimes 
he did have his um, problems with coaches and this and that. And you wonder if you had a better man manager, would would we have got more out of him? You know, who knows, man? Who yeah, knows? look, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, like, I mean, for one of the teams globally that can least afford it, some of our superstars over time have always had issues with the coaching staff. Big time. And last last few years has been way, you know, Much no, there hasn't better. been any issues there. I think obviously mm-hmm. the modern day management styles um, are, are work a lot better. Um, yes. But going back, you know, classic. Obviously, talking of Chris Kins, Chris Kins and Glenn Turner never really oh, get on. Got on, no. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean Turner. You know, he 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 didn't get on with many of them. You know, but yep. the, the thing is, Turner, to me, to him, it was like well played. You know, like like this, he just gives him a wink. Yeah. You know, not the old adulation that these guys oh, are God, used God, to. Here's yeah. a certificate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know. So, oh, look, who who knows? Who knows? But yep. um, but talking about that, even Richard Hadley, he had a, Jeremy Coney, who was his oh. captain. He didn't yeah, get on absolutely. with Absolutely. Didn't get on with him. They used to talk between somebody else on the yeah. field. Pass messages that, between the two of them. <laughs> like I crazy. find that amazing. Like amazing yeah. that they played international cricket like that. They, you know? they played inter- international cricket like that. And, you know, especially at home, the success that they still had. Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> you know, I think they had, they respected each other, but they couldn't, yeah. you know, just hated each other. It was just <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Just, yeah, you just can't fathom a, a relationship like that these days. You know what I mean? Yep. Not these days, no. 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 So moving on, 16th of October in uh, 1952. Uh, we we remember that well, don't we? In Delhi, <laughs> Pakistan became the seventh test-playing nation. So it's their uh, first introduction to test cricket. Like most before them, they were hammered in their inaugural match. India eased <laughs> to a victory by an innings and 70 runs in that one. Right. In 17th of October, 1998. The day that Mark Taylor equaled Don Bradman's record for 334 and then declared the innings. So basically the story around this is obviously like like he didn't want to pass Don Bradman's score. So there's actually a, a, a slightly – there's a bit more information to it. He he's he ended up on 334 at the end of day's play, and um, he, he was contemplating batting in the morning, but he didn't want it to seem like he was only batting on – to get to to beat Don Bradman's score, so he declared the innings overnight. Mm. That was a, that was that was interesting because that didn't happen later in the latter years when Matthew Hayden broke Lara's record, and then Lara broke Hayden's record again to get four hundred. And you know, it was all of it. You know, it was very interesting for Let's me. Beat that record. Yeah, keep betting. Don't worry about the game. We'll beat the record. <laughs> That's right. Australia's and in 1999 on the same day, Australia's record-breaking run of 16 consecutive Test victories started. They started it with a 10-wicket win over Zimbabwe in a one-off Test in Harare on this day. So. That's that, that, and then they went on to sixteen consecutive Test wins from there. That's a pretty good record. That's a pretty good record. And as I say, consecutive test victory. So there was no draws in, in there either, no, was there? No. no I mean, no. it's just like it's not like oh yeah, they they got sixteen wins without a loss, and they had a few draws that's, in between. No, no, it was sixteen right. test wins. victories. Oh, yeah. Look, you, it's the kind of thing that you think it's never going to get beaten. That 
but something like that. I mean, you never know, of course. Yeah, yeah. I but, mean, um, you're 100% right. It's just like mm. you start to get records where you sort of think that's never going to get beaten. But I suppose no. at the end of the day, records are there to be broken as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm. So in mm. 1955 of 17th of October, Pakistan and New Zealand met for the first time. So New Zealand travelled over to Karachi to play Pakistan for the first time. Didn't go too well. Pakistan with a decisive win in that first contest between the two. 18th of October in, in 1969, the Hyderabad... I, I like these stories. The Hyderabad crowd went feral <laughs> when and reacted badly when India were bowled out for 89 on the third day of the third and final test against New Zealand. The day had started badly when the groundsman admitted that he'd forgotten to mow the wicket. And New Zealand's oh captain, God. Graham Dowling, refused to let him allow him to remedy the situation. So on a greener than usual surface in India, <laughs> India slumped from 21 for 1 to 49 for 9. But then uh, Ventragravan, and, and I've totally butchered his name and I apologise profusely, but I can say the next one, Bishan Beatty, <laughs> they had a partnership for the last wicket for four of forty, for the and uh, basically we're happy to um, stretch out the score there a little bit before mm. Bushman Beatty was dismissed and the crowd stoned the police and lit bonfires. Mm, funny, and they actually this so the roof had a thatched roof and they tried to set fire to the thatched roof. Oh my god. <laughs> I agree with that. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Don't I mean, like you know, we we I mean, that's that. It was something that we sort of became accustomed to um, mm. from Indian supporters, and, mm. and you know, the classic was when their their team went overseas and performed badly, and the burning of effigies in the streets, mm. and you know, the riots and that sort of thing. It all seems to have um, calmed down. They don't seem to get mm. so aggrieved. When things don't go no. so well now, <laughs> I think hopefully they're learning. But who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Same day in 1992, Zimbabwe began life as a test-playing nation right. with a shocker of a draw against India. Now I won't go into the details because it was pretty boring. The, the scoring was low, slow, and laborious, and then India came into bat and were slower than Zimbabwe. So yeah, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, it was destined to be a draw. And finally, 19th of October, 1982, Pakistan wrapped up a clean sweep with a nine-wicket victory in the third test against Australia in Lahore. Only the second time, uh, second whitewash Australia suffered in the 20th century. Now, the first was in South Africa in 1969, uh, 1970 season. And the next would only come in 2010 in India. So I, I think it just goes on there. You know, we talk about Australia's um, success, dominance. It, it's something that's just been in cricket over a long period of time. We've talked about their 16 test victories a little bit earlier. They they are a very successful cricket team from when cricket started effectively. Well, the, the funny thing is, I mean, we just had the All Blacks play the Wallabies and I, th I think it's. I think we might have talked about this on the show before. It's rugby to New Zealand is like cricket to Australia. You know, it's yep. um, very much their number one sport, and they it's, they just. Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's almost not even talked about in terms of the fact is that Aust cricket is 
Australia's number one sport by a long mm-hmm. way, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we go on about, obviously, most of the um, talk centres around winter sports, AFL, mm-hmm. rugby league, soccer, mm-hmm. rugby, and netball, of course, of, of, for the females as well. But the reality is, is that cricket's far yeah. and away more popular than any other oh, sport in Australia. And, and even the people that play the winter sports, you know, the, the likes of, you know, Cameron Smith and all, all those guys, you know, superstars mm-hmm. of the game, even they acknowledge that it's it's cricket, you know, and, and they and they you know they'll they'll turn up for a cricket game and try and play somewhere or you know things like that and 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 that's where and that's why they're they're bloody good and they spend I think their their climate even you know it's it's good for cricket you know most of the most of the states. Well, and, what, what's happened in the last few years? In the last few years, we've been playing hmm. cricket and effectively in winter. Because they go play it up in Darwin. <laughs> they right. go play cricket in Darwin That's in winter. Right. <laughs> I mean, That's right. And, been... yep, and, and Brisbane's another one. Brisbane's another one, Ashwin, where, you know, they actually, the, the cricket in winter is better than in the summer because it's too hot in the summer. So they actually prefer to play in the in the winter, you know, because the climate's better. But but to me, they, they just, they do cricket pretty well. I mean, you know, not just internationals. Even if you go, go and play, um, you know, Sunday Sunday game. Yeah, the standard of cricket is up there, man. I lived in Melbourne for three years, and I tell you, it was it was tough. It was look. Any... I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, we've had Hussein on the show, obviously, and and he's yeah. alluded to the systems and that the, they have in there. Um, Rohit, he's, he's got his brother-in-law who lives in Sydney and mm. um, in an area called Mossman. And it says, they, they, um, they call it, it's funny because it's in Mossman, which is in New South Wales, Sydney. And right. it's called the Allen Border Oval, even though Allen right. Border is a Queenslander. <laughs> but, <laughs> and it says the, the facilities there that his oh. um, nephew that lives in Australia, who's nine, same age as my son. And it's just like, it's just phenomenal. The, the, the um, the the um the, the practice sessions with the the the, the young boys girls teams yeah. is you know world class sort of thing and yeah. just phenomenal and uh, yeah. and no wonder and then we sort of see as Simon says every Australian state basically you know might as well have a representative team uh, you know <laughs> that, that's that's world capable pretty much yeah. I mean obviously you're gonna have yeah. the odd off year here and there aren't you. Mm. Well, the the thing is, the Australian part of the reason, I mean, Australia's good, but they're not as good as they as they have been in the past, and that's partly due to the represent, you know, the 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 first class system. It's not as strong as it has been in the past, you know, right. and and um, I think that's probably to do with you know other T Twenty things going on, and you know, people maybe, but. You know who who knows? I mean, I've I've just heard murmurings that it's not as strong because they used to the Sheffield Shield was you know that was a tough tough, tough competition. Yeah, yeah it was know, a tough competition. Just, it was, and, um, and you're right. I mean, like we've heard we've heard recently over the last year in terms, of especially with the Big Bash getting that higher profile. How that Sheffield Shield State One Day competitions, etc., really don't mm, really have the um. No. The, the, the levels that they used to. Yeah. The, the kudos. The, the kudos. The yeah. The, yeah. Yep. Completely right. And now, you know, just digressing, and, digressing off that onto that. 
you know, with your involvement in cricket and at the level that you're involved in, with all that focus on T20, really the pathways for somebody who's a builder of an innings, you know, from, you know, if you're coming through the ranks, I, I would never make it in cricket today at all because I couldn't smash a ball. But I could, I, I was an opener and I worked the innings and I'd hold up an end while those runs were scored at the other end. There really isn't that place for that type of player anymore. Yeah. You, you're scoring runs at a greater rate. That's the way it seems. Yeah. Is, is that yeah. sort of just the, oh, a perception or look, is that actually reality? No, look, the, the, the point is, like if you look at Premier Cricket or, or Premier Reserve Cricket, which I'm, the Premier's where I'm involved, and but also coaching reserves. And, you know, you got two-day stuff and then you got one-day stuff and then you got T20. T20, yeah. But the prestige is still with the two-dayers. Even the two days, yeah, yeah, it's still there. So someone who does build an innings has a place. You just can't have everyone building innings. You know, you've got to have one person building an innings, maybe two, but the rest of them need to score once the ball's got older because you want to try and progress the game in, in some respect to, yep. to try to get um, uh, so that you, you score quickly so that you give your bowlers more time to bowl the opposition out. Twice. So, twice. <laughs> you know? so, so ideally, you want to bowl first, but, you know, that doesn't, you know, that sometimes works out, but sometimes, obviously, if it's too flat, you can't, you know, yep. and you go, you play a first innings game. But, uh, yeah, Simon's right. Sky Sports, too. I, I actually saw it today. Um, the Sheffield Shield matches were on um, uh, during the day. It was live on Sky Sports too, which is not 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 good not good for cricket fanatics, isn't it? When no. you, you, you you know you, you, your wife's telling you, "What are you doing? Are you doing some work or not?" And there's cricket on the TV. <laughs> and I mean, at the moment, it's so hard because there's IPL replays, and then there's the Field Shield, and you know all sorts going on. But I mean, it's only it's leading to divorce. Shield. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's. I just call it time management. Better time management, I think, is required. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it's yeah, it's intriguing. I mean, uh, the, the Sheffield Shield is an interesting one. I mean, I don't know enough about it to comment, but I know in the past it has been a the the reason, main reason, why Australia was so good. Yep. You know, people. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, you had the Martin Crow going to play in the Sheffield uh, Shield competition for a year. Yes. So, um, you know, to, 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 to basically get that competition effectively. But also, Excellent. it was also in preparation for a tour of Australia. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was another guy. There's one of the one of our greats, I believe, Aravinda De Silva. He yep. played in he played first class cricket in just about every every country. He played, played in New Aces. Zealand, played for the Aces. He mm -hmm. played in South Africa, in Australia. Um, I think he played in India, I think, definitely for, in England, for Kent. Um, and that actually made him such a really good all-round player because he's used to the conditions in, in different countries. Yeah, Very smart thing to do, I think, yep. as, a, as a batsman especially, and, and a bowler, because, you know, everywhere it's kind of different. I but, think, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's particularly smart as a batsman, isn't it? Because a, a bowler gets opportunities to change his game the batsman's out once and he's gone. So for a batsman to adjust, come in, learn, adjust, 
learn the conditions. Mm. I, I remember Aravinda when he played for the Aces because there was this one game. It wasn't a big. They did. They didn't have a big chase on, and <laughs> and he just blasted the ball. You know, this was pre T Twenty as well. So you know, we, yeah. we you didn't get the blasting like you do these days. But he just came in and the ball went ah. to all parts of in park number one. And right. it was on, and it was just phenomenal. It was awesome to watch. Oh, look, As, you know, the, the, so he must have needed to go to the toilet bathroom or something uh, <laughs> to, get, to get it over and done with quickly. He, I mean, the thing with him is he, he was very short. I mean, like almost <laughs> extremely short. But that actually made him play the pull shot to balls that, you know, taller batsmen or average height batsmen would actually maybe be even on the front foot, maybe, or back yep. foot, you know, here. Yep. But he could yep. just get under it and give it just swivel. And, and I, I remember the 267 at the Basin Reserve. Oh, mate. The number of pull shots that landed in the R.A. Van stand. It was amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable, you know. And so different. So different to the way we play, you know, where we are more about, in New Zealand, we're all about, Play straight and play straight, play straight know. in the V. Yeah, in the, in the v, v and then when, in it, the v. when it's short, after about fifty, you can go for it. And you know, it was just all that, <laughs> and and that's fine. You know, everyone's different, but um, I was just amazed at the power that the guy got with such a, you know. But he hit it. He absolutely hit it like it, you know, with the no, kitchen sink. Stayed hit. Yep, absolutely. Mm. So, good, good, sort of like, well, obviously, we've uh, left a bit of our history there, but um, we'll move into, um, obviously, you uh, mentioned that you're involved with the Prems as well as the Reserves as well. How's the build-up, like, how's the build-up been going towards the start of the season, which I believe is 31st of October? It how's it been indeed. going for you? been warm-up games and the like, and yeah. um, teams coming together? Yeah, we, yeah, look, it's 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 been good. It's, um, I mean, the the... The preseason wasn't as long, unfortunately, because of, you know, COVID and so on. But um, we, I mean, I think we're in a good position. Um, we started, uh, so not the weekend that just passed, but the one before we went to the, the Premier Boys, 14 of us went to um, Hawks Bay for a T20 tournament. Oh, yeah. And um, the, basically the reason was not the T20, it was more the fact that you could play on grass and you know have a have a little um hit round and the pitches the very on the friday we played a game and the pitch was going everywhere but you know to to me that's that's okay you know you just got to adapt early and season yep absolutely and i think we got 108 and we got them out for 72 or something like that you know so you know you just it's just a bowler's game and that's fair enough that can happen in cricket um but I've got to say that the pitches were different to what we are used to over here. Like it had a bit more bounce, for instance. Yep. And it was shorter. It almost like sort of had a bounce that was sort of sticky bounce kind of thing. It was a weird one. Tennis ball? Um, kind of like a tennis ball, but it, it, it definitely came through. There were some incredible. The biggest thing I took away from it is the number of young, good, fast bowlers in that region. Yeah, you know, and these guys it, it, were fantastic. Well, I think, and, I think, um, I think it's sort of like, um, it, it's it's almost, you know, Hawks Bay. I mean, I was there about six mm -hmm. weeks ago, and we had a twenty-four degree day. That's about six weeks ago. That's right. Yeah, That's so right. they get the great conditions to be able to produce those hard and fast wickets 
That then, right. you know, these are the younger bowlers coming through, get to bowl. And it's like going to Australia, you've got a little slice of Australia there on the um, east coast of New Zealand. Very much. And the thing is, if you put a little bit of grass on the wicket, then it encourages the fast bowlers to bowl fast. Mm. And I, I tell you what, I mean, if you look at CD, the number of good fast bowlers CD has produced, I, I'd say in the last 10 years almost. Now, is, 10 years has been absolutely up. Yep. Phenomenal. And that's, I would say, part of the reason. But we were amazed at the standard of fast bowling from young fellas, you know. Yep. One of the highlights was um, Jesse Ryder played against us in one oh, of the okay. games. Yeah. And I tell you what, he still got it. Still oh, got yeah. it. Man. Look, at I the mean, end of the day, you know, we, we talked about, I can't remember who it was we talked about earlier in the, oh, Chris Keynes probably, and in terms of yeah. management, and that, again, it was just the minders around Jesse Ryder, mm. and I don't mean minders in terms of bounces. I just mean the influential <laughs> role models in his life, sort yeah. of thing, in his life that just weren't there at the right times of life. That meant no, he, that he yeah. lost his way. Uh, but Absolutely. I mean, geez, let's face it. I mean, as a New Zealand cricketer, you knew that it was detrimental to the team's culture of yeah. having Jesse Ryder in there, but you wanted to see him play. <laughs> oh, look, I mean, the guy. I think the guy. I mean, I don't, I don't know enough, but I, I believe he was a. He was pretty much a street kid and people who, you know, they took him in and they did things and whatever, but um, oh, it's just un unbelievable. The guy, we, our fastest bowler, right time over, he was bowling sort of um, uh, across him and yep. the wind was going towards um, point, so from sort of mid-wicket, so leg side to off side. Jesse Ryder just would just little movement of the front foot and just suddenly the hands would come through and just massively good wrists and it went for six over over point because he just got it got it with the wind and yep. just, just smart just absolutely smart and i mean you know we were just in awe and you know we talk about playing late and under your eyes and stuff and he just does it does it for fun you know and um <laughs> It was just, and he was he was fantastic. He t spoke with um, some of our young players. One of them sort of bowls a bit like um, uh, James Anderson. You know, I think it's his, yep. he's a zero. And he was he was um, mimicking him, saying, "You, you, Jimmy Anderson, are you you related, mate?" And stuff like that. And he was just <laughs> he was just having fun. Yeah, but that's that's it. I mean, and you know, he was a guy that enjoyed the game, just enjoyed the off field a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. Look, the thing is this: this is where. For me, if he was in a good school where he had good role models, good, good peers, a guy that really took him in and changed his mindset to, you know, for me in okay. cricket, yeah, sacrifice and um, discipline and resilience, all of those things are must have if you want to succeed in your, in your cricket. And yeah, look, me, I, yeah, and and you know, it doesn't matter. It's not just about your skills with the bat and ball, but it's mental skills as well. I talking to um, one of the um, coaches at Suburbs Rugby Club, and uh, yeah. you know, he talks about the the all the team go away and they've got extras. And it's like, what are extras? And I, I didn't know. And this is like, you know, it's it's like training's not just twice a week. It's like you've got twice a week training, team training, and then you've got your extras. What are you, Have you done your extras? Have you done your extra extras? Um, what are you doing? And part of those extras can be the mental side of the game as well, can't it? Completely. Completely. Just challenging yourself. 
you know, mm. challenging yourself in in different ways, and um, and and that intensity that which with which you train with, um, just. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna. I, was gonna, I brought that up because I was gonna. He's pinched my question because I was gonna ask you that. I was gonna oh, say, hey, look. I mean, obviously these days we see a lot of kids are. Um, picked up early in terms of rep teams or, you know, ident- talent identification, et cetera. But who, is, who are some of your talents, whether it's young or oh. old, that, to, to keep an eye out for or that other teams should keep an eye out for in the Prince competition <laughs> this year? Oh, Without giving away too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I mean, our, our philosophy, me and my assistant coach, is we're just trying to uh, upskill them in the preseason and make them better players. And we give them the opportunity. And uh, the whole thing we say is make us have to pick you by your performance, i.e. in the prems if they're in reserves or they're in the thirds, then to the reserves or whatever it is. And we've got, we've got a few young fellas who are, you know, shoving the door down to try and make the, you know, the, the, the prems and so on. And, and that's great. And we keep giving them as much opportunities as we can. And we, we actually use the T20 as one of the springboards. Development springboard, yep. Pretty much because, you know, it's on a Wednesday and, you know, some of the lawyers and accountants and whoever we have in our team, they can't make it to bloody, um, you know, Birkenhead on a Wednesday at uh, 5 o'clock or 5.15 or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because you've got to leave it's the impossible. office at 3 to be able to make it at 5 yeah. for the game. Exactly. <laughs> and they'll be sick. So, you yeah. know, we, <laughs> so we, we actually used that. Um, and that's what we did last year. And, and also partly because, you know, the two days, if you win, you get promotion. So that's a massive carrot. The one days, if you win, it's, it, it's, pro- it's I believe the one days are the hardest, it's the hardest one to win because it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's a really good competition. Um, and then the T20, um, you know, obviously the team that's that's the best on the day, they they win. And um, the pools are very interesting. I mean, we are in a pretty pretty tough pool. We've got Howick in T20. We've got Howick. We've got um, uh, Parnell. And last year we played Parnell and we had Mark Chapman play against us. And Mark Chapman got... <laughs> He got 70 and Howick got 140, I think, or 80 right. or something. Then we had we played Howick and Glenn Phillips and Colin Munro played against us. I mean, you got no ch- almost, almost no chance. Never no chance, but almost no chance to yeah. beat them. And he takes you know? one mistake from them and, and you're in the yeah. money. <laughs> they, don't make, they don't make many though, brother. So <laughs> 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 go, on, go, on, go on, highlight, highlight one young fella coming through. That we're going to keep our uh, eye out on. Look, I'll, I'll give you two. I think um, okay, give me two, yep. yeah. For me, Carl De Beers, uh, uh, he's put a lot of work in this winter, and it's it's still it's still ongoing. He's a leg spinner. Yeah, I was going to say he's um, a spinner here, right? Mm. And um, just got got um, ridiculous, ridiculous the the speed and the um, the energy he gets from such a short sort of run up is is massive and he's got he's actually got fitter and fitter and stronger and stronger i don't think carl will mind me saying um before i'd say three four years ago he was a bit of a podgy podgy kid and then suddenly <laughs> who, who went to mclean's who, who didn't play cricket so he came to grafton and 
Um, or, or they did play, but you know, uh, yep. lower lower standards. Lower levels. Yep. And he's just developed and kept developing. And he's he's had a great winter where he's worked on so many things. So um, yep, not just his game, I'm, but fitness as well. Oh, fitness! He's like ridiculous now. Like he's got to the stage where you know how that endorphins kick in, and he's just he's on another level. Like I mean, you know, you you just uh, like last year, I almost thought you're almost too strong for it because you you get too strong. You, you're not the flexibility is not there. I was going to say, as a cricketer, you can't have muscles mm. on muscles. It just gets in the way effectively, no. doesn't it? You got to have that sort of um, dexterity and flexibility. That's right. Flexi- flexibility is key for me. You know, shoulders, knees, back, whatever it is. But yeah, I I, I expect good things from him. And he's he's what he's only twenty twenty one, and the things he does is amazing. But the things he has to do is to be more consistent. Consistent. Because yep. yeah, because leg leg spin end of the day, especially look. I I think springtime's bloody hard because you know you get on a field and next minute it's cold and the captain tosses you the ball and you've got to start bowling yeah and it's tough you know and especially if you're trying to bowl quick ragging leg spinners it's not it's not easy so i mean to me he's he's one and i think the other one's a you know definite um guy that um three years ago he played thirds last year two years or last year he played reserves and he did really well for us and he's another one who's just trained the house down. And he's he's a batsman and a bowler. He's an all-rounder. He's the Jimmy Anderson. Bowls no. like Jimmy Anderson. And batting, he he wants to bat higher up this year. And again, he's trained the house down. So you've got to give him a crack. And um, you know, and these are decisions we've got to make <laughs> in the next next few weeks to try and see if um, we can get there. You know, but um, Cameron, just trying to. See. We call him Cammy. Um, yeah, trying to think of the surname now, but Cameron's his uh, first name. And yep, yeah, awesome, oh, awesome that, kid. That's good. We'll yeah. look forward to the both of them and um, seeing how they progress through the year. And uh, have For you got sure. one more warm up game or to go? Yeah. So we we yes. Yeah, so this this coming week coming uh, weekend. Sorry, Saturday the reserves are playing. Um, I think Parnell in a warm up game. And Sunday, uh, the Prems are going up to Northland. Um, we're playing at um, Cobham Oval um, yep, against nice. Northland, so oh, wow. um, which is a bit of a coup. I I, yep. I just emailed them, hoping there might be something come up. But uh, the the coach there, Neil, um, I'm going to say Neil Parlane. Yes, it is. <laughs> That is, is Neil, Neil, is Neil oh, wow. yes. He's the coach. Well done, mate. And um, he, um, he's the coach, and he, they call him the flea. And um, he, he knew my brother. Yep. Uh, he played together with my brother. And um, he was happy for us to come up and play a game, which to me, just playing at, at Cobham Oval, which is international. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fabulous. I mean, it's an international so, ground. That's right. So this Sunday is the. This Sunday's that, and and again we've got to we we've got to pick we've got to pick the teams tomorrow actually, and so yep. and 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 this is the thing: the selection's the hardest thing, bro. I mean, to me, you know, I mean, it's obviously we have a way in which we select and we try our best to do the right thing, but 
again, it's just yep. my opinion. Sometimes hard and my, calls have to be made. Yeah, hard calls have to be made. And sometimes you just got to do it and hope that you've done the right thing, you know? Right thing. Yep. Cause yeah, yeah exactly. You, you don't know mm. until the, the last ball's bowled. No. <laughs> and, you know, and, you, and sometimes, you know, obviously I've watched cricket for so long, so you... You see someone in the nets and go, God, that guy's looking great. But is that going to transfer to the middle? Or other guys who look like crap and then they, they play well in the middle, you know? So it's, it's all it's all hard. It's well, hard. it's interesting. I mean, I suppose um, it doesn't show show up in cricket so much, but in, in rugby it's a classic one because in mm. rugby you can get an app, you know, oh, he's a lazy trainer or – he just doesn't put the work in at training, yeah. but on the on the game day, and it's just like he's just another player. That's right, e- exactly right, exactly right. So, well, we better move then, on to talk a bit of IPL, yeah. I suppose, and um, yeah. we'll just quickly we're going to quickly run through um, results in the last week, um, and then we'll look at the table. Um, so, just on October thirteenth, we're going back to. Um, I think sort of roughly was when we've sort of last left it. We've got Chennai Super Kings had a win by 20 runs over the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Uh, 14th of October, Delhi Capitals won by 13 runs over the Rajasthan Royals. And just moving along, my ticker tape here. On the 15th of October, Kings 11 Punjab won by eight wickets. They've been having a pretty rough time. But they finally got one over the uh, over RCB Royal Challengers Bangalore. Mumbai Indians that have been travelling along nicely <clears throat> got an eight wicket win over the Knight Riders on the sixteenth of October. Royal Challengers Bangalore <clears throat> oh, finally the one got seven by seven wickets uh, uh, against um, uh, against the Ra- Rajasthan Royals. Yep, that's the one that De Villiers went crazy. The 32 off 12 balls. Yeah. Well, it let's, could have been 36. Uh, hang on. I'll just do that. And uh, scorecard there. And we'll just... Um, if I get this right, there we go. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a week and a bit. We'll, go, yeah. we'll bring it up and see what can well. we find it. There we go. Yeah, De Villiers. There we go. 50, yeah. 55 off 22. 250. <laughs> strike rate of 250. But uh, I think, you know, when we look at that, it, it doesn't really highlight the fact that, as you said, he actually mm. scored 30 runs off 12 balls, 32 runs, something like that, mm. off 12 mm. balls. So uh, yeah. it, 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 he just went nuts in a particular little stanza, and yeah. it's just like game over, wasn't it? Yeah. And I, I love, um, I think, Gurkirat, who's, who's, who's he's half decent, that guy. He, yep. he can play Yep. And he was he was with him, and he he only got nineteen off seventeen, but he made sure that he put De Villiers on strike, and he just backed himself. You know, we you know it, it, we know so well that mm. when you've got someone on fire and the strike isn't rotated, we know what happens yeah. next. That player That's goes right. out. You know, and so it is so crucial for the guy at the other end. He, he might be going runner ball only, but that runner ball is so valuable. Mm. Absolutely, I've got to give uh, give us a plug um, from uh, a while ago where we did yep. pick RCB Mumbai and Delhi to be up there, right? In our very <laughs> first go, do you remember <laughs> that? Yeah, I remember you picking everybody to be up there. No, <laughs> no, Kings Eleven, Kings Eleven. I didn't pick them. 
um, the, um, the, the, anyway, look, it, but to me, I mean, look, proudly, proudly wearing my Delhi Capitals. Um, yeah, which, I mean, they've been, they've been just been fantastic, you know, been so good to watch. Um, so we, we'll, yeah. we'll go on to the – so Delhi Capitals again, another one there with uh, that five-wicket win over Chennai Super yes. Kings uh, on that same day as uh, mm. A.B. de Villiers going. And then we came to, to this morning. Oh, and, amazing. Uh, two two amazing. crazy matches. Two crazy matches. Yeah. Um, Knight Riders uh, winning a Super Over over Sunrisers. Um, yeah. Lockie Ferguson getting the job done for oh. the Knight Riders there. That, and, and he isn't at game time. Um, oh. I retired I just... Yeah, carry on. Sorry, I'll, I'll yeah. tell my story look, in a I, second. Yeah, look, for me, it's funny. <laughs> I don't want to um, be, jinx. Uh, <laughs> jinx him or even just say anything bad about him, but he, he was training the house down at Les Mills. Like, I mean, I don't go that often, but yeah. once in a while when I do go, I see him there, you know, and so he must be going there every, all the time for me to see him every other time that I go, you know, and yeah. we had a bit of a yarn and he was – he was humming. He like he, he was missing cricket, and um, and he was really humming. And I wonder if this is a real strategic decision by KKR to play him this late in the tournament, so that he can now play every game. Yep. Because he can sustain it till the right. till the finals. Right. It sort you of know? like the the energy just slowly sort of peters exactly. out, sort of thing. If you started. At the start. But, I mean, you know, Delhi Capitals, they played their number one bowling quartet from the start. You know, Rabada and Noshke and stuff. So, yep. it'll be yep. interesting what happens later on in the season to see if um, the, the fast bowling is going to be the a little bit less to die off. Not. That's right. Now, yep. I mean, Rabada, he's class. And he, I've, we've seen game in, game out, he's just been, you know, the decisions he makes been fantastic and i've got to give taz a plug here because he did pick the fast bowlers to do better in uh, the uae than in um in india and that's exactly what's happened you know i mean there's been a few finger spinners like um axa patel and so on who've done pretty well but for the for the most part it's been fast bowlers who are doing really well and We'll, we'll bring that just, up in a second. We'll bring that up yeah. in a second, and we'll just go through who's who's a, who's a, who's doing what where. Um, and now, I'll just quickly my embarrassing moment of the week for myself. Yeah. Um, I went along to the Aces sort of um, Auckland Cricket Open Day at Eden Park, oh, yeah. and um, and I'll give a plug out to Machine Road, um, which Lockie Ferguson and his brother are developing, yeah. which is a speedball um, speed ra- speedball radar um, using your phone uh, as an app. And the like, and anyway, I was talking to him, and I, I, um, I got Lockie mixed up with Michael Bates, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was talking to his brother, as like, oh yeah, he'll be over there, part of the coaching structure. He's like, he's only twenty eight, he's playing. <laughs> but I think it's interesting, Lockie's brother, isn't that Michael? Isn't it Michael? I don't know. But I think no, uh, no, no. Um, I, look, I, I, I forgot, I forgot his brother's name. Sorry, yeah, and I apologise right. profusely. But um, you yeah, go check out that machine road. Um, yeah, it's, it's worth having fantastic. a look at. Yeah, fantastic it's a great to tool. see. Look, 
for me, a young fellow like Lockie and his brother to be doing something like this, I mean, th this could be on everyone's phone. phone check yep. how, how fast do I bowl? But it's not just that. It's actually more, um, Hussein was telling me that it's more, um, it's got more applications than just the speed. Yep. Um, there's more more things in there. I mean, yep. I I've definitely got to check it out one day to see how well, it is. Well, but just, hang on, I'm just gonna. Oops. Yeah. Are you there? Are you still there? Yeah. I'm just bring, I'm, I'm just uh, give it a few seconds. This is what they actually uh, once it opens up. It's taking a while right. to open up, Fantastic. but so we can. But, um, no, but again, yeah, it's like Lockie, they, they're taking screenshots. Uh, it basically takes right. a screenshot. I'll bring it onto Facebook, so I'll bring that up now. It's there. Yeah. So Look, that, that's that's it. There we oh, go. That's, that's showing. Yeah. So that's that. It'll tell me giving you, a, you know, a description of the delivery length, etc. Um, gives you a yeah. speed as well. Right. Yeah. And in this particular one, the ball pitched and cut back and hit the top of leg stump. Right. <laughs> Interesting. But, but that's that's mm. that's the feedback that you're getting um, as well. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's not just the speed ball radar function, and they're mm. building more capability into it mm -hmm. as well. There you go. Yeah. No, look, he's he's a and he's a lovely guy. Seriously, Lockie, to me, you know, just one of the loveliest fellows. And the way he bowled this morning was phenomenal and so smart. He's got this oh. little, you know, leg cutter slower ball thing that hits the top of off stump. I just can't fathom how he can do that. You know, it, and, it's not just about speed, is it? It's the fact nah. is that it's using. The 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 skill, full skill set because two Big of the time. wickets in there are well, they're like the the two of the wickets that they showed in the highlights were actually from slower deliveries, not from fastballs. That's right. That's yeah. right. The only lucky one was I think Williamson, which he he bowled a short one and Williamson could have hit it anywhere and he just yeah, hit it yeah. straight to third man, which is which was a shame. But you know. That's life. That's, That's right. Cricket. And then um, I'll, I'm going to let you because I didn't. I had to rush off because I was been working all day since seven this morning. <laughs> um, but um, two super overs in the second match. Yeah. So I, I watched the highlights of the. Um, this is the, the Mumbai Indians game, and Kings yeah. Eleven. That's it, and um, it was unbelievable. So uh, let me let me think what happened. I think it was. Uh, yeah, Mumbai were chasing, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And they looked like it was going to be a little bit too much, but they finally got there, got there, and then they, they just drew. No, sorry. Uh, yes, that's right. And then it was super over, and they tied the super over. And it was something like, something ridiculous. It was six runs or something like that, and they tied it. Um, and... Then there was another super over, but the interesting thing I noticed was everyone had to be different. The bowlers and the batters had to be different to the first super over. It couldn't be the same same people. Oh, is, it, is, that yeah. a, is that a rule? That's a sort of think, rule that you can't use the same guys on the first no. super over. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, just from I mean, I I watched the highlights. It was it was highlights, all right. It was every ball was a damn highlight, you know, because it was just and it fit. fit Two super overs plus a full game in. It was it was really good stuff. I was watching it with the with the boys, uh, with my six and four year old. The six yep. year old was in just loving life, you know, watching it. And um, and in the second super over, unfortunately, that's right. The first super over, um, 
the uh, Boomra bowled and just bowled an amazing, amazing uh, over uh, where hardly any runs. And then Shami came on and he bowled an incredible super over to, um, uh, I think, Rohit Sharma and, um, and the South African guy, uh, De Kock. And so they tied it. So they had another one. And unfortunately, Trent bowled, was bowling to um, Chris Gale and he missed the first ball and he was a full toss. And you know what happens with Chris yeah, Gale. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, like what we've seen, we, we, we talk, I can't remember we actually talked on the show or before the show. A lot of low overs in the super overs, right? And it's like, mm. but what that shows with Trent Bolt missing that first ball, it's it's about getting momentum and rhythm, right? It, it, in bowling or batting. And it's like to give, if you can get that first ball away, yeah. then you're going to get a few more balls away. If you if you can't, if you can't get jammed up on that first ball and then those demon thoughts get into yeah. your head, it's like, oh, I'm yeah. going to hit the next under the band fence. And they just it. more pressure. It's, it's pressure. The pressure is the word. And to me, the one thing that I think affects any player is pressure. Yep. You know, the more pressure that you apply on that first ball, you can apply more and more pressure if you get that first one right. Yep. You know, and unfortunately, Trent didn't get it right. And um, it was it was too hard from there. From there. Jail, so pressure, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to crush you or it's going to turn you into a diamond. Big time. And, and the thing is, <laughs> as a player... As a player, if you know it, you know you can actually challenge the 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 the, the big guns, yep. you know, whoever it is. That's um, it, and 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 that's the that's the key. It really is, and you know, and the thing, lovely thing with cricket is you you can't you know you can't take away some of the basics. The basics still apply. You that's know, it. If you bowl a ball that's going to hit top of off stump, doesn't matter what your pace is. You know, the batsman has to take a risk to hit that away. You know, that's those are the, some of the basics, you know. Absolutely. But, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, talking of pressure and delivering, KL Rolls still there at the top of the table, so mm -hmm. he's maintaining his position. And when we look at right. it, he's, he's, he's got a decent lead at the top of the table there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 525 and runs, it's an average of 75. Now, after nine innings, it's not a fluke, is it? No, nah, he's he's a good player, but he he's he's the captain, so he's really leading and leading by the front there. But yep. his opening partner is number two, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> but they've only won they've only won um, What's three games. What's going on? What's uh, going on? You got the two top players batters mm. out there. Um, their strike rate's not too bad. Kale Rolls is a little bit on the low side for somebody um, at the top of the table, um, but. At the end of the day, you got two guys at the top of the and you're you're struggling on the table, which we'll have a look at shortly. Um yeah, yeah look, I mean it's it's still still when we look at it um amongst the top five, um apart from Faf Duplessis, it's 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 great news for the um for your Indian selectors, Indian Indeed. supporters. Yes. The fact is that Very it's much. it's all your homegrown talent that's um it's yeah, not the yeah. internationals that are up there. Mm, very much. Yeah. So we'll um, um, so yeah, Kale Rahul at the top of the table in the bowling. So we'll look at the wickets coming to the wickets, and again, uh, Jasper. Well, sorry, no, um, Rabada as you were saying, Rabada yeah. at the top with nineteen wickets. That's that's mm. actually um, that's strike rate. That's a great oh, strike rate, isn't phenomenal. it? Mm. Yeah. And look at the economy. Even. It's economy. given. Yeah. It's to me that's that's bloody good. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But absolutely. He's, 
look, I think and this to me, you know, lockdown, he's he's used his lockdown really well. Because <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he's just he's looking mean and fit and you know, he's just going great guns. And he and he really wants to bowl at the end, at the yep. end of the innings and be the be the finisher. And take, he's take just, that responsibility on being the, the be the senior bowler. That's it. And he's done so well, man. He's he's really kicked the opposition where it counts. When um, yep. you know they do something, he'll just bowl a Yorker or bowl a you know back of a length. Or, he did, the options he's taking are just on the money. The control of his length is just phenomenal, Ashwin. So yeah, fabulous. And we're look, looking at uh, bowling economy, and we'll bring that up and. Well, Ferguson. he's only had one oh, game, so it's one game, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Interestingly yeah. enough, though, if we have a look at that, what we can tell from that, I'm assuming here, is that the super over overs doesn't seem to be included, or did he no. not bowl his four over, full four overs? Well, in the super over, he bowled um, point well, three, three balls, yeah, three, three balls, balls yeah. and he got two wickets. Wicket, so. wicket, wicket, run, wicket, wasn't it something like that? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And to I mean, me, so that's actually, just right. So yeah, carry on. If it, yeah, that means that, I mean, like in their game, they only had the one super over. So if he bowls the first super over, he can't bowl the second one if there was a second no. super over. No. no. Very interesting. Yeah. Those are interesting stuff. Chris Morris is a interesting one for me again. It's a surprise. You know? mm. But he's looks like at um, RCB, he's finding his feet, you know. And this is, you just don't know. Who's going to do well where, you know? Um, I like Axel Patel. I think he's yep. been phenomenal in terms of what he's done for Delhi. Um, got nothing to do with the fact that you got the Delhi Capital shirt on, right? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I just I just think, you know, this is, is a typical guy who is bowling with a real plan and it's actually contributing to him batting better as well whenever he has you know seems to have a bet so yep. just that confidence is flowing through everything he does which is great oh, that's good so um basically yeah lucky ferguson um but deceptive there i suppose after one match we'll see how he goes um as they say hopefully he starts there maybe that was the game plan all along for kkr starting mm. him sort of midway through the competition day mm. and then having him fresher towards the latter latter stages and uh, yeah. obviously, he's repaid that faith so far. Let's see if he can keep mm -hmm. it going. Mm -hmm. So moving to the table, if I've got the right... Well, hey, I clicked on the right link. We've got yeah, your 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 team, the Delhi Capitals, there at the top. Um, <laughs> Mumbai Indians, Royal Challengers Bangalore, and Kolkata Knight Riders, the top four mm -hmm. at this stage. And it looks yes. like they're starting to move away from the bottom four. Yes. Yeah, very, very important next game for the likes of Sunrisers, Chennai, and um, and Rajasthan and Kings Eleven for me. Yeah. Um, so the next week is going to be crucial. Yeah, I mean, if they don't get a win there, it's going to be there's going to be a definite um, top four, bottom four. Yeah. You know, like yep. if if Delhi, Mumbai, um, Royal Challengers, and um, Kolkata keep winning, then there's going to be a definite top top four, yep. uh, top four, bottom four, which probably not which best mean, for the competition. I was going to say, for the competition, it's going to be a bit of a shame because effectively yeah. you've got your, 
you, your semi-finalists already done and dusted. Oh, no, You're just going to yeah. be fighting over which position and who's yeah, playing yeah. who. I mean, to me, Delhi and uh, Mumbai, I was going to say, but then Royal Challengers Bangalore are right up there as well. Yep. I mean, they've, they've won majority of their games. I mean, I think Delhi lost two and uh, Mumbai and uh, Raj, uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore have lost right. three. Yep. And that's pretty good going because every team has got match winners, man. I mean, it's it's just chocker, you know. Yes, it is. All the all the best players are pretty much playing there. So, yep. um, you know, it's a great competition. It really is for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's um, and there's still a few, fair few games left. <laughs> yeah, there are still quite a few fair games left. And, I mean, like, you look at, so we've got, um, like, coming up tomorrow, uh, Chennai and Rajasthan Royals, so they'll both be fighting tooth and nail, as I said, to get the win out of that one so that it can start um, mm. trying to get closer to that top four, both of them at yeah. the languishing at the bottom. Kings 11 up against sort of, you know, against the Delhi Capitals. And uh, AJ was quite um, sort of um, optimistic about the Kings 11 pre, mm. pre-season start, but um, that's, this is starting to get um, desperation mm. time for the Kings 11. Mm. So only thing is, yeah, they've they've won their last two, which is a, yep. you know, which is a which is a good thing. So you can good almost say the right, a, right way. Yeah, right trend. Mm-hmm. The people that you know concern me are people like Chennai. I mean, to me, you know, look at those last five games. They got a win, loss, loss, loss win, loss. loss. Yeah, no consistency me, there. No, and and they're just uh, they're looking a little bit. <laughs> Dare I say it, a bit of bit old and stale, and and even even the young guys are looking a bit stale, like the likes of Jadeja, who's you know a match winner, yep. but um, just not looking likely, you know. So yeah, interesting, man. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. No, you know, who it. knows? We'll see. Well, well, this week I think, as said, this week we'll sort of um we'll, we've been waiting for the first few weeks with. And it's just like everybody stayed bunched and there wasn't really much happening on the table. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get that separation. This week, uh, coming week, will be interesting to see whether the guys mm-hmm. that are the teams that are in the bottom four, whether they can sort of make a lunge for that top four and mm-hmm. rescue their season or will it be all over? I think by the mm-hmm. time we're talking about it next week, some teams are going to mm-hmm. have to find that they're planning for next year or mm-hmm. six I months agree. away, which is when it starts again. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I think next Monday... They'll be either will they will go oh the bottom team's caught up or you know and it's a it's a close competition or yep. there's definitely a, a divide. Not planning for next, the, next 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 time. Yeah, I was going to say a, between the haves and the have-nots. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to see. Mm. Well, moving on to um, I suppose the uh, sad news of the week and uh, mm. one of New Zealand's greats and. And, you know, some of the stats when you go look at them are just phenomenal. But John Reid passed away this week at an age of 92. You know, before he passed away, he was New Zealand's oldest surviving test cricket player. Um, And sort of, so it's it's, it's sad, but, I mean, obviously these things happen. But, um, yeah, so one of New Zealand's greats passing on. I think he was part of that. Wasn't he captain in the very first win we had, very first test win? Against he South was the, Africa, I think. He was the he was the captain of the first win against South Africa. Um, mm. he, he it was a it was an interesting talk because I, I, it's um, you know, 
he that that win the, the he got he got his highest test score in the same win yeah. as well and then you've got to remember it's in south africa um uh, and it was at a time when south africa actually had some very fiery fast bowlers and i i know mm. that um a lot of the team were quite banged up and they retired hurt coming back mm-hmm. and all sorts mm-hmm. so um and he was captain around that time and obviously still keeping that um motivation mm. up and and, mm. uh, and obviously a strong leader and and sort of follow me boys type uh, type of person mm. Yeah, I think one of the things I read was that he batted with a, a bold sense of purpose. And right. to me, that, that sounds like, you know, not a backward step. And he, he was very proud of um, the hooking in terms of he said, you're either a hooker or a ducker. And, you know, if you've got a fast... And, you know, the, the helmets weren't there in his time. So basically... What's the helmet? He, yeah, you know, so there's a fastball coming at your head. You hook it. And if you get it for six, great. But if you miss it, then your head could be in trouble. And to me, yep. I can't even fathom that, having you know grown up with helmets all our lives. Yeah, um, that's it. Such a such a risky thing to do. And um, I think most people would have just ducked. <laughs> if you're not a good hooker, you just duck. But he yep. he took uh, people off. Well, was it, was it? I mean, digressing from our topic at the moment, but it's just like. People learnt to pick the ball, to mm. to 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 either sway, duck, or you mm. played it, and it's just, mm. it's just something that you got used to. Um, I never mm. played with a helmet ever, and um, yeah. and it's just like you just got it's just something you did. Um, mm. Obviously, I never faced the pace of the bowling that uh, John Reed did, but mm. yeah, I, and it's, you sort of think as an element of the, these days, whether. Um, mm. Players, because they're not accustomed to it, then and actually we're getting more injuries these days with helmets on mm. um, than we did before helmets came along. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Look, I just um, I'm just reading something that he he said. Yep. And he said, "Fast bowlers never worried me because I was a hooker. Either you hook or you let it go. You yep. might get hit in the shoulder a couple of times, but so what." Without helmets, and helmets were in- invented 18 years after I retired, you got hit <laughs> on the head. If you got hit on the head, you were dead. <laughs> so you had to get out of the way or hook. And if you hooked a fast bowler, he didn't bowl too many more there. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I love his – you can see the kind of person he was in terms yep. of, you know, no nonsense, lead oh, from yeah. the front, take lead them from the front. on. Not not taking yeah. a backward step exactly. Take them no. on. It's just like yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like um, it wasn't just with the bat. He actually did uh, bowl as bowl. well. So um, yes. you yeah. know, it, uh, I, I think he was part of the a team that um, went to England and did well over there as well. So yes, it says he's he's a bustling fast medium bowler with clever variations and an excellent fielder who could also keep wickets. To a high standard. So look, yes. he was. That's that's what that he, he actually is. That tour of England, he actually ended up mm. keeping wickets in one of the matches. And um, right. I, I think okay, oh, I, I won't I won't say it because I think I'm getting my stats wrong. But um, yeah, I think he won. There was another test he won as well with New Zealand as a mm. first as well. So, but yeah. um, look, a, a phenomenal talent that um, mm. New Zealand had, and it's obviously is unfortunate just at a time when. 
I mean, we had good players, yeah, but yeah. we didn't have the strength within cricket that we have today. No. And that would have meant that his, you know, because obviously we've we've gone through the times which we knew of with the Richard Hadleys and the Martin Crows, where yeah, teams were Katie. built around one player, um, yeah. or you know, and we did have some success. But generally, you don't have success of having one strong player. You got to have yeah. multiple, if the whole, or if not the whole team, having some strength. Yeah. And and, and so, a yeah. role, I think the the you know. The, Members of the team to have a particular role, which they, which they did really well, you know, yep. even if it wasn't, um, you know, like a Richardson who <laughs> played only three shots, but he played them really well. So yeah. you know that meant that you know he he averaged close to fifty, you know, yep. which was amazing considering he was a spin bowler who became a batsman, you know, but he he studied the game and analysed it and made it a success. I, you know, I mean, like digressing here totally, but just on the Mark Richardson thing, I think, you know, everybody wants to have a go at Mark Richardson. You know, he's retired how long ago, but they still want to have a go. The guy's phenomenal, really, when you think oh. about, as you just said, he started, he was a spin bowler when he went to Otago mm. and he yes. turned into uh, effectively, you know, people will scoff, some people will scoff at this, but a world-class test mm. match opening batsman. Who didn't throw his wicket away? He knew his limitations. Yeah. He he did his job as a Test match batsman, holding yeah. up an end. Questionable whether he should have played one day, is yeah. <laughs> and he'll probably admit to that, especially yeah. when he ran out Brendan McCullum. Um, yes. But you know, as a Test match batsman, did his job a hundred, ten yeah. percent. You'd say, you yeah. know, using sporting terminology, and it's just like to mock someone who reinvented yeah. himself into that success. Level is just ridiculous. No, he he actually, I mean, he's got a very very sharp cricketing mind. He's yep. just a bit of a bit of a yeah. personality, and obviously yeah. nowadays he's just he's a up the wrong way DJ. Yeah, and he's and that's his job to to push people the wrong way. Yeah, that's to, it. To push get, the buttons, get yep. a reaction, you know. And um, but yeah, look, um, but just on John Reed, I I think it's it's important we we um remember and acknowledge these guys who who are such a big part of New Zealand cricket history. I mean, this guy paved the way for for future generations. And, um, and I mean, you know, even Martin Crowe, when he passed away, to me, he's done so much good for the game, especially yep. in the latter part of his, 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 his life. How would you um, like to see players like, I mean, as I said, John Reid, just, I mean, like, even though it was outside of our era of ever seeing him play, we still yeah. know of John Reid. We know the caliber of John Reid and and yeah. how how good he was for New Zealand. How do you think yeah. they should be sort of remembered or honoured? And what yeah. should be done? Oh, good question. Um, look, it's it's a very good question. I mean, um, you know, I think Richard Hadley got got the old. Uh, title of sir didn't he and yep. um i think the only only cricketer cricketer to have it while he was playing <laughs> my yes. but um i think sir would look, you like I the ball yeah that's right can i <laughs> sir, can i have your cap and you know <laughs> but i just yeah look it's a it's a fantastic question i mean to me John Reid, in particular, I mean, you know, you look at New Zealand teams, and the, and when we've been successful, is when we've been like this a little bit, um, 
you know, up the opposition kind of thing instead of being too nice and whatever else, which would be in the face. Kinda, yeah, in their face. Very similar to like Sri Lanka. For years and years, they were nice, nice, the nice guys. Are, nice yeah, nice guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. They'd yeah. lose and they'd smile and stuff. Yeah. But God, <laughs> they changed that with Ranathunga, you know, who just said, nah, stuff them. And yeah, pretty much tell everyone <laughs> off. And they won a World Cup because of that, you know? Yeah. So, look, I it's a really good question. And, I mean, to me, New Zealand cricket uh, officialdom should be thinking about things like this, mm. which um, what, what and do we the, do? I think, you know, in terms of um, – yeah, as you say, we've got Richard Hadley who's been knighted, and I, I'm struggling at this point in time to think of another cricket player that's actually been knighted. Um, mm. And really, it's it's for New Zealand cricket and the administration to push mm. um, for those honours. Uh, I mean, you, you know, obviously a player doesn't push for themselves. I mean, it's, it's, nah. we know that that doesn't. It, it, that's mm. not, it's just not right. But um, mm. administration should be pushing for those players mm. and, and to to be getting those honours. Uh, mm. You know, as I said because to acknowledge it. Um, for my mind, I mean. We, we seem to finally be moving in the, it's glacial our movements but we're mm. moving in the right direction you know we've got around the world we have um like australia's probably the best example where they go and name stands after their greats mm. and the like and and you know why, why i mean eden park has a couple of statues around it in terms of we've got michael jones obviously a rugby player <laughs> outside of eden park and the like but we need to see a lot more of that. We need to celebrate our successful people, the leaders of our sports, our community, whatever it is, and to celebrate mm. the um, uh, it, it, to, to celebrate what they've achieved, what they've done for mm. the country, and and remember, but also, them. And remember mm. them. But I, I think that's that's who people look up to. And even if they're gone mm. or you know they've stopped playing or whatever, you still see that person, and you hopefully, especially children and that, are striving to be that that statue whoever mm. that that guy is mm. you know but but, but to remember them yeah and it sort of like mm. leads to it sort of thing so i think mm. our administration of sport need to step up because we're a country mm. that doesn't really celebrate success no no not we not don't enough. we no not no. enough we 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 basically mm. and i know i'm way guilty of this myself is this like well yeah that was a good achievement well, next 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 one <laughs> what's next you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't take that time to celebrate anything. You just move on to, well, that's fish and chip paper. What's next? Yeah, I agree with I you. Mean, Look, I, I, I love that. I love what you said about even a stand or, you know, um, uh, a statue somewhere uh, pertinent. It has to be, yeah. it has to be the appropriate thing. You know, yeah. um, in in a place that John Reed maybe called home. I, I'm not, you know, I don't know enough about. John Reed to say that, but um, well, interesting enough, he so he was he. I mean, he lived out his later life in Auckland, but he's his um, playing career was for Otago and Wellington. Yeah. Um, you know, Basin Reserve on the entrance of the Basin That's Reserve it. would uh, oh. would be a, a statue yeah. of him there in a in a classic pose shot, whatever mm. you know, a hook. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Are you, are you putting your hand up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, not very good sculptor, mate. Not very good sculptor. It might end up like looking like a stick man, like it was like a pack and save ad. <laughs> no, but really good idea. And you know, I mean, hopefully, someone's listening who can make something like that happen. Like that. Um, 
because to me, you, even at the gates, maybe you know the the, um, the John R. Reed gates, or I don't yeah. know. Even if there is something already, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I was just wondering if I'm there is something sure. in the basin or not. But um, yeah, if mm. if not, then we need to start looking at those sorts of things. Mm. Absolutely, I, I can't agree more. Mm, I can't well, that looks like a good place to leave it. We've um, done our normal mm. and gone over time as we always do. <laughs> we do, as we do, and as no, we do. No problems, me and you talking, brother. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the great thing I've learned about today's show with little preparation is that we can we put out a great show without preparation as well. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing is, it's very hard to do it by yourself because you you need to you know the this whole. Yeah, forward. For yeah, absolutely. yeah, otherwise absolutely. it's too hard. Well, yeah. it's been great having you on the show and um, we Thanks. look forward Loved to getting it. you back on the show as well as some of the other guys as well. And and, uh, sure. and, and um, hopefully one of the other things we look forward to uh, as the season now starts to get away yeah. underway locally is um, to get some feedback, what's happening in at the grassroots level. Um, so it'll be great yeah. to, obviously, with your involvement there, Taryn's involvement, obviously, as well, and Hussein with Parnell, yeah. Taryn with QMU. Um, to understand what's happening at grassroots level. If you're out there and listening, if you're in other parts of New Zealand, you know, get honestly DM us because we'd love to talk to you as well in terms of what's happening yeah. at grassroots level at your club uh, around the country. So, but in terms of today, thank you very much for um, for being on the show today, Shruban. Thanks for everybody Pleasure. tuning in um, and watching this and listening to this. And remember to download this onto your your, your podcast device and listen to us on the run, on the go, and um, make sure you're tuning into New Zealand Sport Radio during the week. Uh, obviously now swinging from the hips on the Monday night, so the best night of the week is now on Monday. Uh, Tuesday nights, we did have basketball. I believe the NBA season is over, and so we'll be looking to bring something else there. Wednesday nights, we've got the league show. Thursday nights will be your home for your rugby discussion on general topics. And then Friday will be the preview for the rugby coming up over the weekend. And Sunday, we'll be looking at a review of what's just happened. But remember to keep it here for your cricketing fix with Swinging from the Hips. And we'll see you back again here Monday night at 8 p.m. And thank you for watching. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.